Hello, and welcome once again to another bonus episode. This is bonus episode number three, which happens to be our closing episode for season one. This episode is the first we ever recorded and features, as do many of the episodes, cameos from our producer, Joe Montone. We primarily dig into, just because it seemed like the right thing to do at the time, the ice bath and why Diana and I love getting into sub-30 degree water. (laughs) This was a very special conversation for so many reasons, but primarily because we got to share some biographical information that you guys might be interested in, uh, why our love for the ice, but also because it was the first time ever that we sat across these mics. So I think it's a beautiful full circle to release it release it at the end of the season one and uh, also to share with you um, vulnerability because we didn't know what we're doing not that we know now but at least we have more experience so hopefully it's fun for you to see us as we stumble upon how to talk about these things that make us so happy so enjoy all right so where do we begin <laughs> talking about the elements we're talking about the cold talking about ice why the ice, our history with the ice, mm-hmm. slash elements. And we're going to go from there. Why don't you go first? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I guess it's been 10 years. I started fiddling around with the cold specifically and then the elements in general 10 years ago. So what was that first experience like 10 years ago? 10 years ago? So I came back from the Peace Corps. What happened was I started for the first time this thing that's called earthing, which is, I don't call it that, but basically my feet landed on the ground. Yep. <laughs> and I think that was the key catalyst for me because once it started to get cold that winter, um, and even the fall was cold at the time for me, I specifically remember a snowstorm. I was 23, living at my parents' house. I had to go out and just continue to see if I could be barefoot outside. And it was like gravity. And I did it. And I went and I lied down in it. And I remember it feeling so exhilarating and so exciting. And that was when it started most clearly. Do you remember your experience after being in the snow or walking barefoot on it? Like what did it feel like? Or this is good. This is a good structure. This is good. Did you ever lose a toe? Black toes. They've grown back. Oh, no. It's very weird. So what did it feel like? (laughs) Well, clear and correct. Um, The same thing happens with all, if you will, the elements, whether it's being able to breathe clearly, being able to feel the breeze on your skin clearly, and feeling the cold Essentially, yeah, present and alive and capable. That's, mm. Maybe that's the key word. Capable. Yeah. Capable meaning that you could do it, that you felt able, that you feel vital yeah. and strong. I like, even though it has a, people hear it different ways, the word potent, the potency. It wasn't stinky. It was just capable to be able. What about you? And, and we're going to ask Joe because he had a cool experience last Friday. Yeah. What about you? Do you want to go first, Joe? You can go first. Okay. I'll go first for a change in rhythm. 
Because I have an accent. If you're figuring out where I'm from, I'll let you know right off the bat. I'm from Uruguay, South America. I could do an accent. Joe and I do just sound the same, but I don't have to fake it. I can't avoid it. Actually, (laughs) I tried. Um, So I was in Australia in 2000, and for a long time, I've been interested in expanding consciousness and to understand what the psyche is and how to refine my perception of myself and the world. And Australia was a great opportunity because put me into the wild. We were two traveling together. It allowed us to go into remote areas and stay there for as long as we wanted to before going into the next spot. And what happened was that we got into more and more situations where we were looking for contrast and came up to a lot of rivers and bodies of water that were really cold. So, so we would jump in the water and the water was really, really cold, but it felt amazing. And it was a conscious expander for me. So I loved it. And because it was really cold, we wanted to warm up. So we would go back into the water and back into the fire and back into the water, uh, mostly naked because we were in the middle of nowhere. So we didn't have to wear any clothing. Um, and it just felt so primal and it felt so good. It was almost as, as a jump start to my own vitality and my sense of being alive. So as a, as a psychonaut, which I define myself sometimes as, I do like to see where can my body take me by myself. And then I've played with it after that in every river that I could and every ocean that I could. So I took that as a way to check in with myself. Oh, can I still do this? Do I still, do I still love it as much? And yeah. So then I made it a ritual for my birthday, which is in April 24, I would swim in the ocean. And now I live in the East Coast, Pennsylvania, and it's pretty cold in April, and I still do it. You know, I find the beach. If I am somewhere else in the, in the world, country, I, I would swim for my birthday um, in a bikini, right? So I'm not putting a wetsuit. I'm just going in there. And even if it's a five-minute swim, the, the, the jump start that I get from that, the aliveness that I get from that lasts me until my next birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> now that I found the ice baths, it's almost like dude, I'm bringing the joy home, right? And I can do it almost every day. And and I understand it in a broader context, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I want to, real quick, Joe, acknowledge a similar kind of um, path, of like gravity almost. Mm. Your description of it reminds me of been saying this. Can you, can you talk more about what I mean by gravity? There was something innate as opposed to, oh, I, that's something that I need to try. I've read about it. I saw a video with it. It was... Mm-hmm. came from within if you will yeah and i that's what i noticed literally for the first time in this conversation just recently it's like oh yeah that was that was innate that yeah and so gravity is just a word for it but something was like a seed planted and i've been tracing back the, the origin of that and i realized it goes quite far it's quite innate for me i would say gravity yeah uh i would say it was being actually present to nature I put myself in a situation where I had nothing else to do than mm. just be there. Other than mm. jump naked in the creek. Other than just be naked somewhere and say, man, this feels really good. But, well, wait, what's that? Is that water? Oh, let's try that water. <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's really cold. Can I do it? Let's see. 
right? So, but that was an invitation from nature, but hey, I put myself in the environment that allowed me to be open to it. Because if I had my suit and I was at my desk somewhere in the middle of a city, probably never thought of it, yeah. right? So there's, yeah, there's that path that takes you um, to maybe, you know, I was in my 20s, now I gave my age out, whatever. 60 years ago. I was in my 20s <laughs> and, and I had nothing else to do, right? Like we're searching, we are, we're looking for a path and our path takes us to that place in nature. So going back to learning from nature, I think. I can relate to that gravity or the seed planet, but who planted it first? Well, right, right. I just want to highlight that it, it's, I think it's important that it, it reflects our, pers it speaks to our perspective and it informs our perspective that this is something innate and available in human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Earth. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> Joe just last Friday. Oh yeah. First time in a nice bath. It was amazing. Um, definitely something I've craved for sure. Um, every morning I'll start with a hot shower and then put it to the most cold, like five minutes hot and then the rest of the time cold right on my back and my head. Um, and I feel like that experience helps me to like feel in my body. Um, but I'll just start my day with that getting into my breath to, um, enable me to be in that condition and then, um, stay in that place and then find a calm after I've breathed. Um, it's just really, it really sticks with me. Like you were saying throughout the day for sure. I think we're getting a theme here, right? Yeah. Which is speaking to the why what changes and what can change? Why would this be of interest to somebody who's either never done it or considering or just starting? Like what is clearly has something to do with that potency and that being able, mm. recognizing right. you're capable. Being born in South America and not knowing what snow is, <laughs> right? I was, I had in my mind this idea that the snow was cold and if it's cold out you don't go out much and right. how do I even shovel or right. you know so so I was really a um, little bitch brown cold right <laughs> though I love to swim in the ocean and that was occasional for me I got into the showers only about a year and ago a year mm. and a half ago um, thanks to Josh Waitskin and my hero Tim Ferriss, both of them my heroes. I, I got into undulation showers, which is something similar where you mm -hmm. go into hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold showers. But in the snow, I was always like a little bitch and I wouldn't really stay there much. I felt, oh, my fingers are cold. My toes are cold. And then I got into the first ice bath and I'm like, okay, if I can enjoy this. And that was a crazy thing too, that I loved it. I heard people say, oh, no one loves the ice bath. Um, so then I might not be normal because I really loved it from day one. Yeah. And I keep loving it even more every day. Uh, so it's okay. I say I'm not normal, fine. But that changed immediately my relationship to the cold in general. So I would go out in the parking lot and in the snow and feel like, oh, this is not that cold. And if I can do this, then what else can I do? Right. And Anytime I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of something, my, rem my memory of 
being in front of that ice bath and staying there for five minutes and feeling great redefines my relationship to fear because it was a little scary to stay there more than three minutes and then four felt fine and then five, five felt fine. So fear is redefined, cold is redefined. What else can be redefined? Can right. we use this as a petri dish to observe our human nature and take mm. it into other areas? Totally, yeah. We're not freaks. We're not weird. This is a normal capability. And um, what's so interesting about you, Joe, and what Shelby showed, is like the first time you guys were just right in, <laughs> breathe. And it was like watching yeah, anybody who's right. been experiencing this for however long. Yeah. And yeah, making that clear, this is not a weird thing. Yeah. Right. It's not at all. something that we've been so far removed from. Yeah. yeah the deconditioning. Yeah. Deconditioning. Ugh. Fear is a cool word. Shout out to uh, Tim. He introduced this idea to me. False evidence appears real. Oh, I love yeah. that acronym. Remember that? Yeah. Fear. False evidence appears real. Yeah, we see people overcome that all the time, that false evidence that something's going to happen. And what do you do? You panic or you breathe. Yeah. And even this preconceived idea that, oh, I don't do well in the cold. Mm. Oh, I don't like the cold or the heat for that matter because let's come around with, with the cycle um, that we do alternate between cold and heat exposure. So it's not just the eyes, but we do also hot boxing or very hot dry sauna. Um, back to back and we can go into why but just knowing that the the exposure is to the elements and it's not just to the cold but it's also to the, to the fire right the way that i did it very very bare bones in australia was the same idea right you go to the extreme heat you go to the extreme cold that you can you can take in a safe environment and people say oh i don't do well in the heat so then what then you need an air-conditioned home and an air-conditioned car and an air-conditioned mind because the heat is part of nature. So what do you do? You never go out of your right. bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your bubble or your comfort zone and it shrinks. It either stays a certain size or it decreases or is limited or it expands. You use that word expansion. Consciousness expansion, but expansion in general. That's what we're often yeah. playing with and exploring is our comfort zone expansion. Yeah, and what it expands in the in the end of that is your human potential so as a human you realize oh i can do okay Which we don't really know yeah. yeah well and it's infinite right and we really don't know it yet like that's a lot of what's happening right now is we don't know the potential if there is a limit there probably is but i don't think so if you look at sports and you look back at how fast people could run 100 meters or swim or yeah potential keeps expanding so i think what is happening i mean look at Laird, right another shout out to another hero is like how how i thought he was he was surfing 60 feet waves and i just heard him in a in an interview no 70 feet 80 feet come on do these waves even exist right so yeah right. Um, and what is possible if if bigger waves exist he will ride them right mm. so so what is that limit i think it's just in our minds setting us down mm. uh, for oh this is as, as far as i can run or as high as I can jump. But if you see somebody else doing it, you you redefine what's possible and then maybe you can do it. So could be limitless. We could be limitless. And at least we know it's more than we we thought or was the norm or what we assumed or people just already 
reason to believe. At least we know that it's much more, it's very different than what we've been thinking. What is Wim Hof doing now these days? How long? I want to guess. Something I Google that. I think it's two hours. Two plus, yeah. Yeah, I think that one record is over two now. Yeah. Theoretic, yeah. Seemingly there are people that haven't been as thoroughly recorded who melt the snow, do all kinds of things that clearly we're not doing yet, but they're human. Mm -hmm. But we can come back to this question over and over again. I just keep thinking about somebody listening and why I want to, I always like to figure out how can we make this something that people, how can we present all this in a way that someone's going to care? Why are people going to care? And it has to do with that, that growth component and sure fear expansion, but what is it that's going to make this in not just something cool to think about, but to actually explore and experience and, and integrate into everyday or at least normal living for people. And it seems like it must have something to do at the very least with, as we've talked about, make being able to at least take care of yourself and make your life easier in a way that is still good, you know, not easy, like weak or limiting, but there's a level of ease that we can, that can become normal that I would imagine it's ever attractive to everybody. Yeah. What, what's on the other side of ease, right? What do people struggle with the most these days? Right? The word stress came to mind and anxiety or the push, 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 do, 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 produce, 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 right? The cycle of poor sleep, screen time, work, Never sometimes off. sometimes uh, work that is not fulfilling or not joy-giving or not life-giving, but just bill-paying work, and then poor quality food for most, and then back to the cycle of poor sleep, more screens, bad, <laughs> bad fuel, right, in a way. So, so stress ranks up high in that lifestyle for sure. And now what happens when you put yourself in a heat environment or in a cold environment is you stress yourself out. You, you stress yourself in a, in a condition that is safe for your system that you can control because you decide when to get out, you decide how long to stay in and you begin to adapt to it. You begin to, um, redefine it like you were saying joe mm -hmm. and you begin to create a new level of what is possible and what is comfortable so you're in a way creating a a controlled amount of stress in your life that you learn how to cope with and you learn to understand in the bigger spectrum of your potential and then maybe that helps you distress in a more natural way or or re relate to your, your stress in a more helpful healthy way at, at work in the car when you're road raging or um, in, in relation to your bad habits that are creating stress and you don't know how to cope with that stress. So then you go into your screen, you go into your wine bottle, you go into the argument or just poor, poor care for yourself. Is that where you were going with this totally. uh, yeah. self-care? Yeah, our, our themes that we are always exploring with people here in Akora and in general in our own lives, of course, our main themes. And how does that focus on yourself and exploring your own comfort zone and expansion? How does that then um, shift or, or connect with some other people around you or your community or the larger culture? That's what 
could theoretically then change as a broader shift in terms of ease and a broader shift or even complete perhaps shift for we'll just say enough people mm-hmm. such that our relationship with stress and stressors so to speak changes and therefore eventually our relationship with life and the experience of life and the idea of life changes um, that's always part of if not the whole point of what we're exploring of course and so of course like duh yeah. <laughs> how, how do you think people can relate to this um. um i feel like yeah definitely the anxiety piece um and uh coping skills for sure because um i didn't really think that the ice bath would carry on with me in the following days but you know because i'm used to like going to a sauna and feeling floaty afterwards or just really relaxed and you know um present and chill um but uh the ice bath i feel like did something different where i just could feel um like my awareness and uh uh, it, it brought me back to that place where um i couldn't remember what cold felt like mm. i couldn't define cold because then i couldn't define this is stressful you know, like in other situations the next day or this should lead to an argument, you know, or this should really make me angry. I just, I kept um, seeing myself almost go to that place and then be like, why? (laughs) You know, like, um, so I feel like that's what the difference is in the cold and also um, what it could lead to for sure is, uh, getting out of the comfort zone of feeling hot and stressed <laughs> all the time and uh, just becoming one with where you are. Um, that's a good way for sure of doing that. That's great. As I hear you talking, what what I the memory, because I was coaching you through that mm-hmm. um, side note, we're both XPT performance coaches and um, here calling and I, and, I was coaching you and I, I just got my certification not too long ago. So you were one of the first people that was coaching and it was really, really cool to see you process on your own because you, you look like you were designed for it. You, know, <laughs> I, you didn't need any coaching. I was coaching you because I wanted to coach you, but really after the first two instructions, you, you went into the zone and you did great. Um, but the instructions were what, what did I say first? Take what? Take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. So, so what does the heat and the cold kickstart on us humans is the relationship to our breath. And I am a big fan of the breath, as everybody knows. My name and uh, then my my handles is always Diana Breathe. Diana nice. Breathe now, because it's really seriously for me fundamental. Is is a life force? Is where your soul and your spirit um, reside. I was just reading from Lerd's book, who just came out, Life Writer, on my side table. It's my new Bible. Um, breath is the first thing that happens when you are born, right? And it's the last thing you do before you die. So, so the the power of these elements to bring you back into your breath and to know that when you breathe, you're okay, 
And if you breathe deeply, you are even better, right? Mm. So you breathe through your nose in the eyes, you breathe through your mouth in the, in the heat, and still it's that connection to your deep life source and your deep breathing that allows you to, one, last longer, second, calm down, connect to your heart, and really um, let that awareness come in, right? So, so the monkey mind will slow the chatter, you go into your breath, and you suddenly feel like, oh, I'm home can do this yeah and where else in life do we allow ourselves to connect to our breath in such a deep level unless we're doing breath work right, right. so so i think that's super powerful right and you do the breath work so then eventually it's not work or, or what we think of as work it's innate and we come back to that instinctive component which is one of the most consistently exciting pieces for me is this becoming not work in the way we normally relate to it just Mm-hmm. this is just how we live and it's not that's what everything is for we don't have to we don't even think of it as exercise what we do here because of what that the connotations in terms of talking about exercise and thinking about our lives is requiring exercise it's just life changes our way of living changes the only thing you ever have to do is breathe right but do we put ourselves in situations where breathing becomes so essential we breathe all the time. I mean, you're going to breathe no matter what. Well, that's why we do it, so that it becomes more and more easy and innate. Right. And in part thoughtless. Mm-hmm. And just the, the value of every breath increases without having right. to make it valuable. Which obviously is appealing, or not so obviously, but is at the very least, which is another component, appealing for health and immunity and the things that are... We, I at least sometimes overlook is, oh yeah, that, that, that ought to be in, of interest to you as well, but yeah, FYI. My hope is that when, when you go into the next stressful situation, say at work or in your car or when you're in a relationship and things get tight and you have to process something, instead of going into fight or flight right away, which is what we were set to do in survival mode, you take a deep breath because right. you can maybe remember that that helped you when you were in the last stressful situation in the ice bath. That's what, uh, yeah, that's what uh, happened for me. It was like, it was like uh, I was hearing my reaction, but I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to step into that role. Um, it was really interesting to actually hear the, survival voice you know try and cry out you know and uh you mean like you just observed it right yeah and i was was like hmm i don't have to go there (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to black out right now in rage you know or whatever (laughs) diane you just use this phrase set to do the fight or flight we're set to do and i go into that a little bit what do you mm. mean well i mean that for for probably thousands of years where we are we were um in need of surviving and we had to go out and get food and chase chase or being chased by predators and you know make get our basic needs met so we were on survival mode and that made us evolve and and but we got out of that we got out of that a long time ago, right? We don't need to 
maintain that high level of stress and fight or flight response and always be on on the look for the predator or is that a fire or is that person going to kill me or not or are you going to take my food and somehow we keep that as a as a pre as a program and and we taken that now into other areas right so we push uh, you can you can say um some people are doing that now competing for who has the best looking car or the best ripped body or are you you know after money 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 or you know we keep struggling for survival in and changing the the price in the front and changing what we're, we're after but man I'm just not breathing even as I say this, right? <laughs> because oh, I, I because that <laughs> you have to keep going, 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 and in that process of pushing forward and getting more, <laughs> and and fearing for your life, am I am I gonna make it this month? Am I not? The 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 other part of your systems, which is parasympathetic, resting, digesting, connecting to yourself, connecting to others. Um, gets minimized because it's a matter of 80-20, right? So if you're 80% on survival mode, there's going to be only 20% left for resting, digesting, enjoying life, being present. Mm. Unless you decide to make that your life. So we have the yogis and we have the the enlightened path seekers where you know you make 80% your quest for, for that. But can we bring a 50-50 to most of the population so we don't have to go in a cave to find the, the, mm. the rest parasympathetic state can we bring it in so as we are going through life we we realize it's not about survival that's an old program and now we can bring in more of these mechanisms to kick up the parasympathetic so i can be breathing as i tell you the story and connecting that to my story, heart the new story yeah that's what i meant by set up we're set up by by historical conditioning right. and by the illusion of what social media is putting in front of us or you name it it's not blaming but it's just saying okay we are all chasing this thing but in the process of chasing it we're forgetting basic needs breathing good sleep good relationships connecting to my heart because otherwise i'm gonna get all that die in the process and didn't enjoy it every every day as i was doing that yeah i did it i did it well done. <laughs> to knowing to risk knowingly be acu- being accused of uh, idealistic and of course, and I, I get where people would come from in that regard. What you're speaking to is exactly what, in the, when we refer to the broader context, or I use that phrase, it's that possibility of a new story or a different story. At least it might not even be new, but at least different than what seems to be normal seems to be yeah the norm um, and that new story could simply be that there isn't or what is the norm is uh, it's just simply easier to feel that connection with self and what's around you and all that is if you will um, which is a fundamentally different context to go through every moment or your day or to simply live than what seems to be currently the norm. A different story. Yeah, that's, I like what you did there. Good. Good, good. Mm-hmm. To know, to so you guys agree, to do you agree, little hippie. Do you agree that, that we are 
we are ready to change the programming. I feel like uh, experiences like an ice bath or yoga or breath work or laying in bed without a phone, <laughs> just hearing thoughts pass by um, brings me back into breathing, heart, ground, uh, essence, you know. I love it. What I hear you saying is that when you put yourself into walking barefoot on the snow, I can't even imagine that. When you put yourself through, when you get into a hot box at 20, 220 degrees for 15 minutes, is you don't know. You don't know how your body's going to react. When right. your heart starts beating really fast, you don't know if it's going to burst or not. Right? Mm -hmm. And it, we, we, we create that in the gym. When you go into the, when, every time I go into the salt bike, I think my heart's going to pop. Uh, every time I breathe, you know, fast enough, my heart's going to pop. And then you realize it's okay because it'll come down. Right. But you don't know how fast it's going to come down. You don't you don't know. So that uncertainty level, that moment where you you have to surrender to not knowing and be OK with it, um, I think is what it resets your human possibilities, your potential and, and what allows you to become stronger and, and more resilient and able to cope to right. that ability you were talking to at the beginning is. I think it has a lot to do with this, not being okay with not being safe all the time and not knowing what's next all the time and predicting everything around you and, and, and making that define who you are and happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, um, it's an experience of going within instead of, uh, showing off all the things that I have outside myself or even showing off with you know a facial expression even it's just uh an experience of um presence with the present moment and then all the shit comes out because then the fear <laughs> yeah. comes out your sadness comes out your anxiety comes out vulnerability mm -hmm. comes out right it's not yeah. all happy roses and right right it's yeah. all the dark darkish comes out and where you feel not worthy or not able or doubting and and then right. on the other side of that is oh fuck i could do this <laughs> and now i'm super powerful and i can do anything right i was coaching somebody for the first time today um john one of our staff team members and and i said well i don't know how you're gonna feel after this round of heat nice but when i get out of here i i usually feel like i can do anything like i feel like the the, the princess warrior you know just yeah. get out of here and i'm ready to run a marathon and i i can do anything and i said not to put my experience on you just let me know i had to go um i couldn't see him showering and getting out but he said yeah you were right i got out and i felt ready for anything so how many times in life how many times a week do you put yourself through a situation where at the other end of that whatever it is fear comfort zone pushing a little bit of pain um, unknowing, not knowing what's going to happen, but you do it anyway. On the other side of that, you feel, I can do anything now. Right. Isn't that like a yeah. good, <laughs> like a good high? Yeah, absolutely. A lasting, yeah. I mean, for people, sometimes it's a concert or some people, whatever. But, uh, and, and I've heard like people say like that, helped me through the rest of my week, just that experience. And I've had 
a few musical experiences that are like that. Um, I f- connection, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. I think that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we right. were looking for it. I think we just found it. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the first time we said connection. Right. Well, and what you, yeah, it, it might have been, but right. We'll keep in a good it. way. We'll keep saying it over and over again. <laughs> We found connection, it. Connection, <laughs> self. Yeah, right. connecting with yourself, and that's that's what becomes sustainable. The point is, it becomes sustainable, and it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not a practice. Leading, it becomes a new sustainable norm, if you will. Yes, right. By as way, yourself, you connect as you as yourself with yourself, as you are with who you are, yeah. whoever you are. And, as you and you love that and you don't do it alone which is for me that right. is super plus at the top That's of connecting this with others thing. right it's like the, these experiences are not single experiences i mean we don't get in the ice ever alone right disclaimer disclaimer, disclaimer right now don't time. be an idiot don't get in the ice by yourself oh, whoops. um <laughs> we we rarely i mean i do it sometimes at the end of the day of a work, long work day get in the sun about myself but it's more fun with others and when you're gonna do it sound, back yeah. to back you go sauna and ice back and forth with people and that creates connection at a whole other level because where do people go to connect the bars around food table out, out the and phone. Out. <laughs> right the phone right but if you're going to say, oh, let's get together, let's hang out, what do you do? You go out to eat, you go out to drink, right? right. We get together on the ice and the sauna, and that feels amazing mm-hmm. yeah. to create community around these things. Right. Shout out to our parties. Connect. We literally have parties. Connect with, with the other and as you connect within. Right. 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. There was something a bit ago I made a note about. Back to that story piece. I just don't want to skip this because connection is a big word, but so is the, we talked about for a moment there, nature and human nature is that key story. And I think choice, we talk about a new story. I, I often find myself thinking it's choice. The new story is choice, whether it's new or not. Let's at least embrace it. Choice is the key. So you ever hear people talk about human nature like it's this thing that they know about as if it's a fact, it's a hardened fact. Hard and fast rule. Oh, that's human nature. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. It literally makes no sense to even use that phrase most of the time. Like human so wait, you're never going to curse? Am I going to be the only one cursing? Well, you said this? shit and then you said ish. I oh, like, I said oh, make kinds, up your mind. I say all kinds of things. But Mostly I'm just the, struggling not to do the voice. I know, but Shout I just want to know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any, any conflict with it. I just want to know, am I going to be the only one cursing here? Fuck no. <laughs> there you go you might There's be the only answer. one not clearing your throat though um we'll get back to that yeah what you ever hear people i used to have not debates because it was a waste of time but hear people talk about human nature like it's this thing that they know is the truth and it's like that's human nature like, well we might as well just stop then okay it's a preset <laughs> yeah and if you're not gonna at least dig into that what's the timing alex Gotta cool. go. Okay. Um, we don't have to, but yeah, human nature is a whole. I love. We could go on there for so long because I think that might be the major. Well, it's one of many. Um, that that macro challenge. That what is the macro problem? It's the ideas we have about 
life and being human and we literally don't even stop and think these are some of these things may just be ideas yeah. mm-hmm. and they probably are yeah. <sighs> it's so much easier to self-limit yourself when you're when you're growing right well, you say oh i don't know how to write yeah. oh, I, don't, I can't draw oh I'm, I'm bad at music i'm really good at math and then yeah. it's easy then i have it figured out and then i don't have to push anywhere i don't have to discover anything i'm it's nice and safe and predictable and and limited makes, <laughs> it's totally limited but what if i told you that you can be anything right, like, right i don't even want to agree that that's human nature because somebody was like oh that's human nature to limit yourself right no no yeah maybe it's what we're used to doing for various reasons that ultimately don't matter because at the end of the day what we've discovered no matter who you are where you are or your age or your background or your current disposition etc cetera, etc cetera, there's still that fundamental possibility to choose period <laughs> why don't we leave it at that <laughs> yeah right choose connection <laughs> right mic yeah. drop all right mic drop thank you All right, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful conversation we had, Colin and I, about ice and more. And of course, please subscribe, rate, review our podcast, share it with your friends, and help us spread the word about these wonderful conversations we're having on Coexistence. Thank you for listening to season one, and we will be with you again soon.